Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. It's Christmas season. I'm eating a it's candy It's Christmas cane. time! Yep. There's Christmas no to time! Be afraid. be afraid! Okay, <laughs> talking of Christmas carols, can we talk yes. about how one of the greatest Christmas carols of all time is that one that's like, um, Go this to. Christmas will be a very special Christmas. You know that one? No. Yes. Uh, you're singing it slightly wrong and it's messing me up, but I do know this song. What are you going to say it wrong? Like your notes are a little bit off? This Christmas will be mm. a very special Christmas for me. Very yeah. special Christmas. I know this song. I, I cannot. Oh, man. I cannot <laughs> picture it now. Well, anyway, yeah. there's a line in it there where they say the fireside is burning uh, yes. bright. Is it Stevie Wonder? It's it might Donny Hathaway. Damn it. It's okay. been covered by everybody. Okay. Um, your, if your fire yeah. side is burning bright, you should call the fire department. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, uh, man. Anyway, I, that's just something I picked up on this uh this christmas will be yeah also uh i went to see uh like a local orchestra's holiday show recently mm-hmm. and um they did some really good stuff they did it they did an orchestral version of that song which was actually really good yeah yeah but like i feel like that song is funkier than i would think an orchestra could pull off but they mm-hmm. did a good job i'm good yeah they also did. Good. You know, Christmas like, is really the time of year for the cornet to uh, shine in a mm. orchestra. Yeah, that's true. Cornet and oboe, I feel like, really get their their due mm-hmm. at this time of year. Yeah, they really um, do the do at this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> that Christmas also, Mountain Dew. Who likes they it? They also did. A, um, oh, I did try that. Are we here to talk about this? Yeah, I tried that. Just show? real quick, I want opinions. I haven't tried it. It's called Fruit Quake, yeah. which is a great name we can all agree. <laughs> yes. The and branding is- department at the PepsiCo Mountain Dew division is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it is fruitcake flavored Mountain Dew. Uh-huh. I was fucking lied to because the first time I saw it, it was in a 12 pack at the grocery store. And I real quick Googled it to be like, is there any way I'm going to be able to get just one bottle of this to taste instead of having to buy a whole 12 pack? And the internet said that it was only available in 12 packs. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, fuck, I guess I'll get this and see if it's disgusting. (laughs) Uh, And now it's in bottles everywhere. Damn, damn it. Yeah. Uh, so I gave it away at a holiday party. I gave 11 cans of this <laughs> Mountain Dew away. So you don't much. like it, is what you're saying? Uh, here's the thing. A lot of people are saying that it has, like, a cinnamon flavor or, like, a spice flavor, and I think that they are tricking their minds because of the packaging and the marketing. Mm-hmm. Because when I tasted it, I instantly knew with 100% certainty that what they did was they combined pineapple soda with cherry soda, and that is it. That is the only two flavors in there. Mm, all right. What did Jeff think? I liked it. It was fine. Did it taste like spices? I don't remember it clearly <laughs> enough to to stand up against Matt's tyranny here or to agree <laughs> with him. So Okay, fair enough. Sorry, we got off track. You were going to say something that wasn't about Mountain Dew. I was just going to say that this orchestra also did, they were they were doing the same thing every orchestra does where they're trying to find a, a Hanukkah song that doesn't sound oh, boring. Yeah. Yes. 
uh, and they did a mashup of that song from Carmen, the one that everyone knows, the da 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 with dreidel, 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 and it was very good. It was extremely yeah. great. Hmm. I was going to hmm. say, I think the only pop Hanukkah song I like is the one that um, uh, the Bare Naked Ladies did. Oh, yeah, that one was good. Before they kicked Steve out, because Steve is Jewish, and there are parts of that song that he sings in Hebrew, and it is a good song. Oh. Yeah. Well, is it Steve Harwell? Is that his name? No, Steve Page. Yeah. Oh, who's Steve Harwell? I think he hosts the Family Feud. <laughs> no, that's Steve Harvey. Steve Harwell is from Smash Mouth. Oh, right, yeah. They're pretty much the same guy. <laughs> yeah, that's why as soon as I googled it, I'm like, oh, are Matt and Louisa wrong? This looks like a guy from Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> Everybody's got frosted the tips thing. and they're in a fish, <laughs> yeah. fish eye lens uh, shot. Here's the thing. I used to not be able to tell the difference, but somebody once told yes! me. Yes! <laughs> Get him! Get him! <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, you're burned. Yeah, yeah. I burned you. <laughs> uh, you could tell by looking at him that Stephen Page is Canadian. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> what a weird thing to say. That's yeah, but look at the him. Bare naked ladies, though. <laughs> They're the most Canadian-looking band I think I've ever seen. Mm, is that true? Uh, I would say Steve Harwell is Stephen Page's Wario. <laughs> All right, I get. I'll uh, get on. Although it's more of a Luigi Waluigi pairing because Stephen Page looks like oh, a dweebus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too complicated. Now all I can think of is that the Pretenders are the band that look the most like they're from the country they're from because they're so Scottish looking. Claimers, the Pretenders <laughs> the claimers, are a totally different band. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, the per- yeah. I always get those mixed up. Proclaimers is a bad name for a band. You know, I think you always get those mixed up because I'm pretty sure in the Napster days when we, you and I, Matt, were downloading files onto the computer illegally, uh, yes. people would. Anything that was uploaded, it was up to the person who uploaded it to name it, and yes. we definitely had some songs of each of those bands with the other band's name on them. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a picture of the Proclaimers from their heyday, and they look yes. like two failed clones of Rick Astley. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. But the first cloning experiments took place in Scotland, so it mm-hmm. still works. Really makes you think. Yep. Does it? that. Dolly the sheep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to Dolly? Uh, she died, died age seven. Yeah. Like well, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like that wasn't a big deal, I guess. Well, it's just a normal sheep age to die. <laughs> it was like yeah. a. It was like a day in the news. It was I like guess. you know, it didn't stick. We weren't like oh, the national tragedy. Dolly the sheep has died. <laughs> yep. I feel like the thing about cloning was that Here everyone was so excited <laughs> about it. But now if you were like, yeah, they cloned a human. They did it like a couple years ago and I ha- you just didn't hear about it. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes sense with what I know of the world. What's wild to me is through sci-fi and just fantasy in general, ideas of future science, we've always, always, always told ourselves that if you got a clone, you'd open up a machine and you, your current age, would step out. Yeah, but we exactly. know it would start as a zygote. <laughs> yeah. And they would be, however old you are, many years behind your current age. I do think that that's, like, a weird, unexplored area of cloning in sci-fi of, like, if you do have the technology to make a clone and age it up to the age that you are currently, with, like, all of your knowledge and stuff, wouldn't that make school obsolete? (laughs) 
Yeah. Mm, you're thinking of those Venture Brothers uh, school beds. <laughs> I mean, subliminal. basically, yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I'm thinking about Star Trek teleporters, transporters. Well, that's different. Mm-hmm. That's just copying every molecule you Right, body. but, like, the, the pattern gets uploaded to a computer. Yeah. Yes. Could you... Pattern buffer. Could you make a pattern custom and just print a guy... That's what the holodeck is. Isn't that what Moriarty did to himself in that one yeah, episode where he escapes In that episode, they yeah. talk about how the holodeck uses the same technology as the te- the transporter. Oh, I thought the, the holodeck brains. was hard light. Uh, I mean, it kind of is, but it's making stuff that people can interact with. I mean, there's no such thing as hard light. Right, there's no such thing as any of this. It's a fantasy <laughs> show for, for children, and that's what but we yeah, like about Mar- it. Mariarty escapes the holodeck because he figures out a way to transport himself onto the transport pads. Somehow. Oh, interesting. But, but yeah. spoilers... He actually doesn't. The whole episode takes place inside the holodeck. In when he thinks he t- transports off, they're just transporting him back onto the holodeck. But the holodeck now looks like the rest of the ship, and they did it to trick him so that he wouldn't take over the whole ship because he's too smart. Yeah. The trouble is, he's in the Twilight Zone episode, and the crew of the Enterprise are the evil aliens messing with him. Yep. Okay, I'm googling, can transporters print new guys? <laughs> Here's the thing: they've had episodes where you accidentally get the copy back to the ship and one gets beamed down like they've dealt yeah, with this yeah. on that episode where Riker and Riker had the most sexual tension I've ever <laughs> seen of any two people yeah Thomas Riker is a different situation yeah. though that's oh, they... that's you upload the pattern and then print it twice I'm talking yes. about can you make a new guy mm-hmm. you'd have to like from scratch, I don't know, like, I feel like you would try and you'd get some real, you, oh, you'd get some real bad ones yeah. in there before uh, you got it right. Maybe AI that's how- art. You try to generate a guy and he's got 12 fingers that go all the way up his arm yeah. because he can't figure out hands at all. Oh, oh is this how all the aliens were made? <laughs> that's why they all just look like messed up guys. That's how all the aliens were They had a plot made. line on Deep Space Nine about why they all just look like yeah, messed up guys. Yeah, precursor series. That- yeah. <laughs> It's uh, that's how the Orville universe was created. Mm. Got him. Cool. Never watched that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me either. Uh, I think mentioning the Orville is a way to shut down literally any conversation, especially in the writers' room for the Orville. Burn, burn, burn on, on. Got him. Seth MacFarlane. I don't even. Him. I don't. He might just star on that show, which is even weirder than if he produced and wrote it. Mm, that's a good point. It's, can we talk about how it's not fair that Seth MacFarlane and Todd MacFarlane became famous around the same time? <laughs> yeah, I also get the confused. It's really hard to remember which one is which. Yeah, one of them makes fucked up action figures mainly. I think. Well, one of them makes ugly animation, and the other one you see makes ugly animation. So mm, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the thing: Spawn is a cool badass, and no. Everyone on Family Guy is a bumbling doofus. That's the difference. Can you explain in what way Spawn is a cool badass? Because he's some kind of like Venom from hell. He says fuck, so. Yeah, Yeah. remember when he punched John Leguizamo? Like, I don't necessarily care for (laughs) Spawn, but like, you know, there's a, a different kind of edginess to it. He's like a Juggalo's idea of what a cool exactly. badass Exactly, and his main villain is a Juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Played by John Leguizamo. John oh, I Le- thought you meant the devil was a Juggalo, John... which is also maybe true. John Leguizamo? 
Mm. Okay. I like the the idea that the unofficial, unauthorized uh, biography of one of the insane clown posse would be called The Devil is a Juggalo. <laughs> oh, that was good, yeah. <laughs> the Devil is a Juggalo, colon, my journey uh, to sobriety. <laughs> Just saying the devil is a juggalo sounds like you're about to start rapping. <laughs> it's got a cadence voice, to it, The right? devil is a juggalo. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like an Eminem lyric. Ooh, ooh, yeah, he did have a beef with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I feel like calling, saying the devil is a juggalo is something that juggalos would be super on board with. Yeah, yeah for sure. They wouldn't take that as an insult at all. I bet they really like Spawn because of yeah. John Leguizamo's mm-hmm. juggalo character. <laughs> Probably. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they all think that he's a cool badass, as I as <laughs> I said at the beginning of this. I think, okay, here's, the thought that popped into my head is that clown bad guy is not himself a juggalo, but he's the fictional mythical beast that juggalos dress as. He's yeah, the maybe like <laughs> maybe uh, Mike something scumbag or whatever his name is. Mike scumbag, alright. <laughs> yeah. Mike scumbag DJ and Mike scumbag. Todd McFarlane. <laughs> I think those were the two guys from the Insane Clown Oh, Posse. Oh, I see. You're talking about uh, Violent J and yeah. the other one. Yeah, Killer DJ Mike. Shaggy McFarlane. Too Dope. Shaggy Too Dope. Yeah, yes. no, Killer Mike's a good, a good rapper. He's a good, oh, actually okay. good rapper. Uh, maybe those two guys did go to hell and be, go through the spawn treatment mm-hmm. and they're just trying to tell us all they're warning us about what they've experienced yeah. they went to hell and they read the treatment for the movie spawn mm-hmm. <laughs> that's your main activity in hell they did a table read for spawn yeah what was that clown's name in spawn stink or something his name was clown and then the demon oh. that he turns into is called the violator uh, uh. Yeah, it's very much a, like, edgy version of Batman yeah. type thing. But, like, Todd Todd McFarlane hasn't done any of that in 25 years, right? All he does now is make, like, like slightly horny action figures of Alice in Wonderland or whatever. Uh, I think he occasionally still, like, Spawn still happens sometimes. He doesn't no. usually write or draw it, but sometimes he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's directing the new Spawn movie that's being made starring Jamie Foxx. making another one! Oh, Why? No. Yeah. I feel like a guy of his caliber looks like a regular old dad when you see him nowadays, but he's wearing, mm-hmm. you know, $500 jeans, and he's on stage at a convention, and he is saying at something- At a corn concert? <laughs> at a corn concert, yeah, Louisa? absolutely. <laughs> and he's saying something just racist and misogynist enough that you're like- well, fuck this guy. But then a lot of people are like, well, he didn't mean it. So yeah. you really don't want to pay attention to anything he has to say. Uh, he has not directed a movie before. <laughs> so they're just... I mean, he directed all those corn music videos, so there's that. <laughs> I don't think that this new mo- the Spawn movie is a cartoon, though. Mm, does Wait, that matter? They already did a live <laughs> action. Why would they do that again? Because he didn't direct the last one. They've done so many live-action Batman movies, Louisa. It's time for another live-action Spawn, and you know it. Yeah. Can they get it's... John Leguizamo again? What's he doing? It's almost I definitely... He'd be yeah, good. he probably... He was pretty good in the first one. Like, obviously it's a bad movie, but he's doing the best he can with a character that sucks and is terrible. That's the, yeah. th- that's the thing about Leguizamo. Any movie he's in, 
he's going to be doing a good job. Even if the movie is absolute, like, dog water, complete garbage. Yeah, he's just one of those people who, like, is willing to put a lot of energy and effort behind something that they know is going to be shitty. Yeah. (laughs) And that's hard to find, I mean, I, I agree in a lot of cases, but movies like The Pest, where you're like, oh no, stop doing that, though. Stop but, it. I mean, he's annoying, but he's giving it 110%. You can't yeah. deny that he's he's really putting the work in. That's true. I guess I think of him like Jim Carrey, where I'm like, this is good, and then after five minutes, I'm like, that's enough of it for now. Yeah. <laughs> A few months later, I'll come back and see what you're up to. Have yeah. you seen The Pest, Louisa? I've only seen the shower scene. Opening. I saw it in theaters. No! Oh, no! And I didn't hate it. It's not the worst <laughs> oh, movie no. I've ever seen. Um, Do you ever think you get a weird learning curve or grading curve on seeing movies in theaters? Because I feel like when I go to see a movie in a theater, there's so much other stuff to cloud my judgment. I have a really hard mm. time telling that it's a bad movie. Oh, yeah. yeah for I, me, too. Okay, I do feel like I enjoy having a slurpee and a box Mm -hmm. of raisinets so much that everything feels good yeah it's yeah it's exactly like nicole kidman is talking about in the pre-roll ad (laughs) she's there she's like cinema is beautiful and wonderful and then she's watching like jurassic world and wonder woman (laughs) like yeah she's right it is great to watch bad movies in the theater i've heard her i've heard about her video so many times but i've never seen it it runs yeah, before. I, I did not know that was even a thing. Oh, it runs before movies at the AMC theaters lately. Yeah. She's going into a movie. Maybe this was, I thought this was maybe a bougie New York thing where, like, mm, you yeah. guys can have the super fancy celebrities like Nicole Kidman, like Jeff gets and, all those fancy Mountain Dews with his bodega lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, <laughs> us in New Jersey, the best we can get is uh, uh, John Turturro. <laughs> telling us about how wait hold on fucking great movies <laughs> that <are>. would rule <laughs> no i don't like john Turturro. i think he's always trying too hard in every movie yeah so is nicole kidman that's what makes her good uh, i don't know she does a good job in a lot of things i feel like yeah uh she does you an excellent job australia, in this <laughs> i have not seen australia that's true the country yeah. or the movie the movie either oh, okay. yeah i mean true that uh, movie is very bonkers. good in the the others that's like maybe mm, the best ghost movie, movie ever made yeah, and I like she's that really movie. good in it okay controversial opinion but i think her worst movie might be moulin rouge oh yeah that's a very bad movie oh i like I that even, movie a lot i do like that movie but i don't think that she yeah, it feels yeah. weird for, she does a good job in it but it's not a character that i think is comes naturally to her yeah they don't give her enough to do and you're right i feel Mm -hmm. like someone else maybe could have done more with it yeah she's very beautiful she's not like a comedian really yeah and i feel like it needed like more of a sense of humor or something yeah for that character oh we came back around to another john leguizamo movie accent oh yeah john leguizamo (laughs) would be great as uh satine (laughs) in mulan rouge I really like his- he has a very small role in the John Wick films. Oh, I thought you were gonna say he has a small role in Mulan. Ah, <laughs> been <laughs> That would have been pretty good. Oh, yeah. no. Have you seen John Wick? Uh, I saw the first one. Oh, yeah. I love, like, 
in that first one for the first like 40 minutes they're they still have to build up like oh man what's the deal with john wick is he some sort of mystery badass for some reason so like anytime anyone says him they're like you messed with john wick oh no you dumbass (laughs) and he gets to do one of the best of those and he slaps theon Greyjoy across the face yeah, I remember that. It was pretty good. I do, I'm sure they have, but I don't think in the first movie they ever come out and be like, yes, John Wick is a professional assassin for the mob. And so I wanted it to be a thing where at the end of the movie you find out, like, it, wouldn't it be great if people were like, oh, no, not that John Wick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought you were talking about a different guy. Or he turns out to be a werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> like- or like, completely unrelated to violence, he's just like... Oh, you, he's you nice. Off John Wick, he's so nice. Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. He breaks the concrete uh, under his garage and pulls out a full moon. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this <laughs> kicks ass. Is this what Underworld was like, though? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that was a pretty good, terrible movie. Underworld? There's a lot of good monster movies that are, like, so dumb that they're great. Your niche Just, is good, terrible movies from the early 2000s and late 90s, Matt. true. It is true, yes. I just, like, I think it's cool the idea that you, if you were fighting uh, vampires, you would have, like, bullets that had a little um led in it that did full spectrum light so that you'd shoot them and then it would blast sunlight into their insides what a great idea that's a fun dumb idea for a thing yeah i mean why not just fill it with garlic powder i think they do that too but you know okay yeah there's definitely something where in some uh vampire uh media there was something that shot wooden stakes but they were like bullet size yeah, that's virus. Van Helsing. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of things like yeah. that, but Van Helsing <laughs> did that all the time. Yeah, Another like movie with uh, Kate Beckinsale for some reason. Mm-hmm. Also a very dumb movie. Mm-hmm. The other day I was talking about Van Helsing and I was like, and the woman in it, who was it? It can't be Kate Beckinsale because she was in Underworld, but she was in both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever happened to Kate Beckinsale, we really put her in a lot of movies for a while there. I think she's still making movies. I get real freak. I don't know about her specifically, but I get real freaked out when I see beautiful leading ladies of my young adulthood who are now playing moms, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I can't, I can't take this. So Stranger Things has been a really rough go for you. I don't pay any attention to that. But if you're talking about Winona Ryder, she was always older enough than me that I always felt like she was more of an adult. Mm. She was all. Is- she was always playing teens and stuff during her heyday. It's true. It it has been very weird to me how often in the last few years uh, Hollywood or, like, you know, entertainment has tried to convince me to be sexually attracted to women that are 20 years younger than me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that, yeah. I don't think. Pop but then- come around, though. Uh- Anya Taylor-Joy is a very pretty girl, but I'm not attracted to her because she could be my literal child. But what freaks you out, then, is the women you do find attractive, who you've been watching all this time, now they're mm-hmm. playing Anya Taylor-Joy's mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's freaky. Talk about it. a milk it am I right, you guys? <laughs> yeah. Fair Talk about a queen's gambit, am I right, you guys? <laughs> what could that possibly that's mean? nothing. <laughs> Talk about a last night in Soho, am I right, you guys? <laughs> Oh, do I have one more? Uh, th- talk about a Super Mario brother. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of works. 
and another <sighs> John Leguizamo movie. Yeah, we're we really tying up a lot of loose ends here. He's in the background of every one of our paintings. He's like Matt Fuji. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's anyway, amazing. Jeff, what'd you do this week? Oh gosh, what did you're I on do blast, this week? Jeff? What? You're on blast. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. I am on blast. Um. Well, I was put on blast. Yeah, well, I was put on blast by my friend, uh, Matt. Aw. Uh, no, I... (laughs) (laughs) Matt's only taking the positive from this. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not on blast, I'm just a friend, it's great. Yeah. It's all upside for me. (laughs) Um, I built a new inventory spreadsheet at work, and that was Oh, I got super excited for a second. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is cool, though. Yeah, it's fun, uh, but... You know how it's hard if you're Matt. You're a spreadsheets guy, right? Oh, definitely. You're a big nerd. I'm a big, I'm a big spreadsheet pervert from way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how it's hard to convince people who aren't big spreadsheet guys that they should just trust you and do the spreadsheet how you say. Yeah. That is, uh, I feel like a problem I've been running into. Mm, that sucks. Yeah. That's why I try. I do everything in relational databases now because you can't edit them unless I like I can say which cells people can edit and which ones they can't whereas in Excel it's like don't touch this one it's got a formula in it yeah I, I have locked cells it it's like fuck you <laughs> that's some real good queen bee behavior to be like I'm telling all the workers which cells they're allowed to edit or not mm-hmm. good stuff I, don't touch my royal jelly mm-hmm. uh, I don't like we use Google Sheets and you can lock cells from mm. editing nice. for specific users which is nice hide sheets from people um but you know it's fun to i it for some reason i didn't remember until yesterday my extremely relevant experience in this which is that i worked in the asset management department at panasonic for six months mm-hmm. managing maybe 10 times as many devices as we have at school oh so yeah. you know all about inventory yeah so i hadn't brought that up uh but now that I have, I feel like my bona fides are trusted more. You should demand a raise. Mm. You should be like, I'm bringing my expertise to this. Mayor Ed Koch. Yeah, yeah. get him. I'll get is that his? Is that still who's in charge of the <laughs> educational department of New York City? Yeah, it's him. <laughs> yeah, he's cleaning okay, cool. up Times Square. Don't even is worry he about dead? it. He might be he's dead. He's probably been dead for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he was mayor in, like, the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. No, no. Where was he? Mayor 78 to 89. Very good. That's a long time. Yeah. He did clean up Times Square. People liked him. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess so. I think he was the gay mayor. Oh, yeah. A lifelong bachelor. Ah, yes. Uh, He didn't come out during his lifetime, though. Was he the guy who said, how am I doing? Was that his thing? Yeah, that's him. How am I doing? Okay. Um, and then he got beaten by Rudy Giuliani? What the hell? No, he was succeeded by David Dinkins. Oh, yeah, Dinkins. I remember him. I only remember him from a Futurama joke about Dinkin' Donuts. <laughs> uh, and then David Dinkins was succeeded by Rudy Giuliani. Oh, man. Like, obviously being Rudy Giuliani himself would be the worst thing, but the second worst might be to live the rest of your life knowing that people picked Rudy Giuliani over you. <laughs> Yeah, ugh. it was that, you know, that backlash from, like, ah, we don't like the Democrat get to be president, so everyone has to vote conservative now. Yeah. Uh, and we're still we're still in that. We're still recovering from the damage done by a not particularly progressive uh, 
Democratic presidency in the 90s. Yeah. Are you talking about Bill Clinton? Yeah. He was extremely conservative. Yeah. It, that's the it, problem. It, yeah, but conservatives don't know that. They think exactly. he was wild, what, uh, <laughs> liberal. That's the thing. They do know it. They're just really good at the kayfabe. Yeah. They can they can sell it like how you really believed that the Macho Man Randy Savage hated Hulk Hogan with his whole soul and spirit. It's like that. If then also Randy Macho Man Savage murdered Hulk, uh, Terry Bogar, and you'd be like, "Wait, what do you?" <laughs> I understand that you're good at pretending that you hate this man, but you don't actually hate him, right? <laughs> Oh, Terry Ter- Bollea, I have to Terry say. Bollea. Terry Bollea. Terry Bogard yeah. is a character from a fighting game. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. They're both fighting men. Yeah, that's true. They're both muscle men. No. I mean, <laughs> anyway. it, uh, I, yeah. it did confuse me for a moment, and then I remembered, oh yeah, Hulk Hogan's name is Terry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I get it, but let's not get into too much about politics, because... Yeah, that's yeah, 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 But <laughs> really instead, sucks. let's talk more about Macho Man Savage. Do you guys ever eat a Slim Jim without thinking about Macho Man Savage? No, I, I do not. I can't possibly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, also, I love that my father-in-law always puts a Slim Jim in my stocking at Christmas every year, and in my wife's stocking every year, and she hates Slim Jims, so that means I get, <laughs> Ooh, two, you get Slim two Slim Jims, Jims. <laughs> Pretty good! I'm thinking oh, of that so old TV ad. Hey, why does Matt get two Slim Jims? <laughs> <laughs> or news is like a print ad for a kid getting two hot dogs for some yeah, reason. It was a print ad, yeah. yeah. I forget why. I, why I forget what TV. the selling point was. Like these hot dogs are so good, that's why his mom lets him do it. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> What's the selling point there? I don't know. That they're less full of nitrates, maybe. So they're oh, the nitrates are the to children. Good part though. Is the yeah, problem. it's an old enough ad that delicious. they would have been like, uh, nitrates are good for your growth. This is one hundred percent pure pork. Awful. It's no other kind of animals. Like, that yep. would be the selling point then. Uh-huh. Uh, but oh, Jeff, wow. about this inventory. Yeah. Uh, so it's been, you know, uh, hard to convince other people, but fun to develop. And I think now that we've started, like, getting barcode scanners and finding all of the computers that exist in the building, people are more on board with it. I'm good. Got- Here's how you get people on board with it. Have there be a rota of people who have to do an inventory every month or whatever, so each person has to do it, and then they will start to get pissed off when other people aren't keeping the inventory (laughs) straight, and eventually everyone will have that experience and everyone will do it right. That is the only way that works. I've had jobs. (laughs) That is literally the only thing that works. Um, We're we're doing it now because a bunch of schools are getting audited with, like, a week's notice for, like, the city coming in to be like, all right, where's all your computers that we bought for you and sent to you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting a- ahead of it, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, See, I don't mind that. Like, it, that seems like, oh, boo, nickel and dining schools. But also people don't care to the extent where, like, maybe a box of computers never gets opened and then, like, no one ever gets to use them. Like, that is careless and wasteful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are still careless and wasteful things that happen, yeah. of course. Like, mm-hmm. the... They're... Like, assistant principals? Who are they even for? <laughs> assisting the principal. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah, I never knew what they did. The ones at my schools never taught any classes or anything, so... They were just friends with the bad kids at school. (laughs) That was literally all I ever saw them do. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Yeah, the cool, the quote-unquote cool assistant principals, yeah. 
every assistant principal I ever had in every school knew by name all of the bullies that picked on me, and that was the only interaction they ever had with students, as far as I could tell. Because they kept because those were the kids who always got in trouble, so they saw them a lot. I know, but you shouldn't that. <laughs> You shouldn't reward them with having a good relationship with the school administration for beating me up. Oh yeah, having a bad relationship with the school administration is how you solve uh, bullies from bullying people. (laughs) Well, having a good relationship certainly didn't work. Making their time at school worse. Well, instead they just made my time at school worse, so I guess fair. that what if better. What if the bullies grow up to be the assistant principals, Ooh, and that's why they like I bullies? I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. it. Um, anyway, it's, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, there are... Computers. The, the big wasteful thing is the budgets are really weird, and sometimes mm-hmm. it'll be like, oh, we just figured, we just found out what the rest of our budget is for the year on... For example, like electronic equipment, and we have ten days to place an order with all of it. Uh, yeah. So mm. that's how most of our closet in like the room where we keep all of our technology that is not currently in use is full of one dozen seventy-five inch televisions that have not that are like going to be installed in classrooms as like smart boards, but currently aren't because there's so many steps oh boy (laughs) when you say steps you mean like steps to take in order to get these things installed yes or you mean they are physically down a flight of stairs and it's very hard to lift them because they're so large both uh they're in the basement (laughs) uh they are yeah the part of the issue is one it's going to be a pain in the neck to get them from the basement to like the second floor but also it's going to be a huge pain in the neck for so it's a building that's been there forever so somebody needs to drill into the wall and then somebody needs to check for asbestos and then somebody (laughs) needs to mount the televisions and figuring out who needs to approve that process and who needs to do the things is thankfully not my job but probably very annoying could you sneak into the school at night and just mount them yourself? They are... <laughs> you could if they weren't connected to anything, I would imagine. <laughs> they are too much bigger than my TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mounted my TV myself, and it was harrowing. <laughs> Although, How big is your TV? I did have t- not, to, not to ask you to brag. <clears throat> uh, I think it's like a 52-inch TV. Ooh, voila. Um, yeah. These, uh, I, you know, it was probably mostly hard because I was recovering from a broken arm and my other arm was <laughs> numb. So Why on earth did you pick that time to mount a TV? I didn't pick it. It was just when <laughs> I moved. He needed to watch TV to get over his broken arm, Louisa. <laughs> what else is he going to do all, the, all day? I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> did you know that uh, the wrestler Bonesaw has a last name and it's McGraw? Mm. That's very funny. Macho Man plays Bonesaw McGraw in the movie Spider-Man. Dumb. Anyway, Louisa, what did you do this week? This week I've been researching um, food gifts that I can send in the mail, because I have a few people I need to send some food gifts to. Getting into some gold belly? What's this? Is that a sandwich? No, it's a... Gold belly is a service where you... What? A streaming service? Shipping, shipping. Oh. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, if I could stream a sandwich to my house, that'd be fucking radical. You wouldn't, no, you wouldn't Gold steal Belly a car. is 
shampoo and steal a sandwich. <laughs> Goldbelly is kind of like Grubhub, but for mailing things. Oh, interesting. So, like, uh, all different restaurants can put stuff that they can mail up on it, like cakes or, you know, sandwiches or whatever. Huh. They got some pretty good stuff. Carla Hall's restaurant is on there, if you like. Yeah, she's uh, alright. That's pretty cool. Uh, no, I'm just doing on the amateur level, sending just a couple of food gifts through the mail. Mm. So, it's very hard to find recipes that understand what you're looking for, I guess. Because mm-hmm. there are a million, all the sites that I like, and they have, like, categories, like, food gifts. And then it'll be like, make this delicious uh, artichoke dip. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great food gift if you're getting in the car and driving 15 minutes to your friend ha- friend's house. Mm-hmm. I want something that's going to be fine at room temperature for at least a week. And that's a lot just harder. Put, just put it in a jar. Put it in a mason jar. <laughs> have it be airtight. It'll be fine. <laughs> can, yep. can up some avocado and uh, yeah. artichokes. Ugh, no, no, thank you. Yep. Pickle it. Pickle that <laughs> artichoke dip. <laughs> yeah. So there's that, there's that level. But then there's also like you think, okay, candy. Fine at room temperature, even homemade candies. And then I go to look in categories for that, and then it'll be like, keep this fudge in your fridge for a week. It's like, ugh, ugh, you're not. Give me a category for gifts that don't need special treatment. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating. Yeah, I think so. I think you kind of have to start with the thing you want to make. Like that's the problem. Yeah, come up with something that in your imagination is postal stable, yeah. and then see if you can make it exist with. <laughs> The help of the internet. Yeah, that's what I had to do eventually. I'm like, let me think about it. Okay, I know I've made peppermint marshmallows before. So I'm like, okay, I already know that those can be shelf-stable, so let me find a recipe that says explicitly that they are. So yeah. Just vacuum vacuum seal some cookies. Mm -hmm. (sighs) They just don't stay good enough. the, The year, the first year of pandemic. The year is 1927. A spinning newspaper comes up to say, (laughs) guess what? The USPS will not deliver your packages on time. (laughs) Because that was the year where everything took like three weeks to mail 100 miles. The march of war. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really glad I didn't send cookies that year. And I'm afraid sending cookies now, I would run into the same problem. So. That's right. Yeah. A vacuum thing, a vacuum sealer. It doesn't do it. Here's the thing, though. I feel like if you mail food that should survive the trip, yep. and then it gets delayed, and it arrives at your friend's house completely spoiled to the point where it's disgusting. Yeah. It's kind of not your problem anymore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like your I, yeah. friend knows your friend knows that you tried yeah. to do it and they're like this probably was good and you don't have to like you could even make the food already spoiled and then mo- mail it to them and be like I don't know what happened and you still get credit for doing the gift. Run over the package in my car a couple times yeah. to really sell it. <laughs> yeah. I get what you're saying, but I don't want to rely on it's the thought that counts. I actually want them to enjoy the gift. <laughs> so that's like the next level up where you have to like do special things to pick yeah, that it work. Yeah, sounds like a lot of work, to be honest. It's true. It is true. But I'm having fun. I've found some interesting recipes. Today, after we get off, I'm going to make jets. I don't know if you guys know what those I are. I do not. I know that when you are one, you're one all the way. Yes. <laughs> From your first jet to your last dying day. <laughs> I've heard that. Yes. Um, so this is where you take 
the peels off oranges, mm. but you get all the way down into the pith, so you get like a really thick layer, and you mm. slice that into little slices, and then you cook that in sugar syrup until it removes all the bitterness and becomes delicious and sweet, and then you mm. coat those in chocolate. So, I'm doing that. Interesting. Yeah. So we're going to see I how got- this goes. The other day, I was at the the Target, and they had Terry's Chocolate Oranges, yes! and I just bought one for myself, and I ate it. Not all in a day. It took me, like, two weeks to mm-hmm. eat all of it, but, like, I f- it felt wrong. You <laughs> ate it like an apple. You didn't even, like, smash it apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shine it up on your shirt. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I got a big brown mark on my shirt. <laughs> Those are good as hell. I used to take three segments of one of those in my uh, lunch to work as like a little mm-hmm. little after lunch treat. That was exactly what I wanted. Yep. Oh, it's just nice to have. Like, you have it sitting on your desk, and when you're having a hard time at work, you look down, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can have a little slice of orange. It's great. A little yeah. slice of heaven. <laughs> exactly. I went, I went back after I finished mine off. I went back to Target, and they only had the white chocolate ones left. Oh, no. Uh, oh. I like white chocolate, but that's not correct. Yeah, I like white chocolate, too. And I think that probably white chocolate and orange would be good White chocolate, too. I didn't know they made a sequel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's better and less filling. (laughs) Um, But anyway, it's not the thing that I want when I want a Terry's chocolate orange, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also the other hard thing I had to figure this out was I wanted to put some savory things in there. And I settled Mm -hmm. on Parmesan biscotti which seems cool, and which is supposed to stay good at room temperature for three weeks. Perfect. And then um, uh, spiced nuts. So we're going to mm-hmm. make those. But it's really hard to find, like, oh, here's a savory food gift. Oh, Nobody thinks of that. Lisa, did, did you try putting bofa in there? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> if we hold really still, maybe he won't make the joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you said, it's like you a said dinosaur's work. <laughs> You, you said uh, spiced you nuts. said spiced nuts, so it's only fair. I had to do it. <laughs> yeah, he's contractually obligated. Yep. All right, so that's what I've been doing. I will be taking lots of pictures, so I'll talk about that this week. <laughs> I'll online. be taking questions offline. Yep. And Matt, what did you do this week? Oh God, um, <laughs> we're so all I'm... caught off guard by it this week. <laughs> I know. Well, listen. So I'm buying a house this week, this upcoming week. What I do a spit uh, take. Yeah. I haven't really talked about it on the show because there were a lot of periods where it might not have happened, and now mm-hmm. it seems like it's almost certainly going to happen. Mm-hmm. It still kind of feels like it might not. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is the normal for when you're buying a house, but every time that I think about it, like, or ask somebody about it, they're like, yeah, it's probably fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I I was asking my mortgage agent, whatever it's called, mortgage broker, the other day like okay so i know i need to bring an amount of money to the closing what exactly is that amount of money so that i can have it ready in a and briefcase he said i don't know yet and i won't know until the day before uh, that seems wrong doesn't it yeah yeah is this like what passing secret like, notes what is this yeah what if it's like way more than i have yeah you know? Yeah. It's like, like, oh, don't worry. It's just $200,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he gave me an estimate, and it's all fine, and, like, I guess 
apparently this is normal, but yeah. it's wild to me that we don't have a better system where we're just like, here's how much it will cost. Do you have that much? If so, yes, you can buy this house. If not, let's not all go through the work of yeah. everything else between now and then, you know? I hate that that's how, like, car dealerships work, too. They'll say, like, no money down. And I've worked with people who were a bit naive, and they mm-hmm. erroneously thought that they could go and show, like, their pay stubs and credit cards and whatever and get a car with no money down. And, of mm-hmm. course, what the commercial meant was... No, actually, you will have to give us some money down, but we can say no money down for these legal loophole reasons. Like, Mm. everything sucks. Yep. I do think it's very funny when a person who's trying to sell you a car tries to hardball you, though, because as long as you are the person, as long as you are aware and, like, capable of waiting, Mm -hmm. you can always just be like, no. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. You're the one who wants me to do a thing. I don't give a shit about what you get. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I leave here, I'm no worse off. Whereas you missed out on, you went, spent two hours working on a commission you didn't get, so. Yeah. And when they're always like, well, we got other people looking at this car. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. This doesn't Great. affect me at all. <laughs> then you'll definitely sell it, so I don't have to feel bad. Bye. <laughs> uh, when I bought my truck, I, so many people that I talked to were like, well, you know, there's this chip shortage, so mm. it's going to start being hard to find these cars soon. And I was like, uh-huh, okay, that's fine. Like, are you going to give me the deal that I want? No, then I guess, good. <laughs> I guess you'll have this extremely rare truck to sell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know why people try to pull that shit. Because very bad. Uh, they're motivated by profit and not legally restricted from doing so. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like in general, when I I know that I am not a representative of all of humanity as much as I wish I was, every time that I interact with a person that is doing that salesman-y stuff, I'm instantly like, oh, never mind, I definitely don't want you to be rewarded for this behavior. Yeah. And I only ever work with people that are, like, normal humans who talk to me like a human would. Yeah. Yeah, see, I think that might be... What on earth is happening? Someone is falling down some stairs somewhere. Yeah, I think uh, upstairs from me. Oh, okay. I feel like when these, it's it's like a um, uh, neuroatypical reaction or something. Because I have the same thing where I can tell, like, you can tell, like, a, a police officer is trying to pressure you. When they're like, mm. uh, you know, Do you, know you get in a car accident. Going? Yeah, that kind of thing. And I never fall for it. When they're like, well, I might have to give you a ticket for this. And I always say, okay. And I don't have any other reaction. And then they're like, but I think I'll just give you a warning. I'm like, I know I was supposed to have some kind of weird fear. Like, oh, please don't. I'm going to reveal a bunch of stuff about myself. But I'm not that kind of person. So I don't. Yeah. I yeah. It's a weird thing. Where it's like, oh, you, you say, you, person in authority, you say you have to do this. Okay. I'm not going to, like, talk you out of it. I practice in I practice in my head like what I will say when I get pulled over. Yeah. Uh, you say a cab, and then yeah. you throw your full ashtray in his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeff ashtray. smokes only to have a full ashtray for yeah. this purpose. Yep. Yep. Uh, no, it's just you like say do you, you smell bacon? Oh, sorry. Go on. Do you know how fast you were going? Yes. <laughs> full stop. Oh, you say that? I always say I don't know. No, I would. Uh, I 
I don't think I've gotten the chance to say that because I don't go over the. I don't speed think limit. I've ever been asked that. I've been asked like, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" Yeah, that's another. Good oh one. yeah, I yeah. always say no to that. <laughs> yeah. Why would I say yes? I guess people yeah. aren't dumb enough to say yes. Yeah. One time I got pulled over and the policewoman was like, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" And I was like, "No, I, I really don't. I feel like I was doing everything correctly." And she's like, "You turned right back there when the light was red." And I was like, "It wasn't red yet. I went through it when it was yellow." And she's like, "No, it was red." And then she wrote me a ticket anyway, and I was like, "It wasn't though." Like, and yeah. then when I went to court, I was like, "This is a lie." And the judge was like, "Okay." <laughs> Yeah. Dismissed. Oh, interesting. Usually what? if you say this is a lie about a police officer, the judge will be like, well, now I have to send you to prison for telling lies about the police. It seemed like this judge had seen a lot of this particular officer's tickets mm. be lies, and mm. he was totally willing to believe that this woman was lying about people. Which, like... Then fire her for being a police officer. I know judges uh, yeah. can't do that, now but you should. They can do just like, about anything. Yeah, exactly. Judges could do anything except help normal people. <laughs> I don't know. I think that there's probably some judges out there who are, like, trying to do the best in a broken system, yeah. probably. The one from yeah. Night Court who did all the magic tricks. Yeah. Harry Anderson. Yeah. I don't remember loved, the characters. He name. only loved Mel Torme. <laughs> yeah. Tragic, really. Oh, yeah. we're going to play a fun game, Melt or May. Mm. That's it. That's all I have. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I'm rolling for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you win. Uh-oh. You did it. <laughs> yes, I, I did. did. Yes, Good job. Right. <laughs> um, so anyway, that is all to say I haven't been doing much because most yeah. of what I've been doing is sitting in the dark anxiously worrying that I'm going to spend all of the money I've ever earned in my life on a house that will collapse the day I purchase it. Yeah, or it'll just dissolve into fairy mist as soon as you uh, sign that contract, because uh, it was never going to happen in the first place. Bought it from Brigadoon Realty. Here's the thing, I'm going to be buying this house from a couple old creeps Mm -hmm. who were real jerks through the purchase process, so I don't give a shit about them. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they don't give a shit about me, so fine. But, I don't understand- is there- there must be something that happens if you move into the house and, like, they just, like, shit in all the corners <laughs> or something. Right? You gotta read that, that contract is. real carefully to make sure that that is in there. I think it's one of those cases, though, where if you went to a lawyer, they'd be like, yes, what these people did is illegal, but no one will care that this happened to you, so there's no recourse. Right? Like... Am I going to get there and they're just going to have, like, kicked a hole in every wall and I'm just going to be like, well, I guess this is my problem now and forever. Yes. Yeah, the holes can't be repaired either. (laughs) I mean, I could fix those holes, but I shouldn't have to, you know? Maybe it'll be fine. Maybe they'll give up on life and just not do that. Oh, that's the dream, isn't it? I wonder who who do you... Uh, All right, I'll say it and then we can all repeat Uh it. Who... I wonder who you got a call mm-hmm. uh, for, like, if that happens. A lawyer, I guess? Yeah. You're suing an old person do you, now? Do you, like, tell the real estate agent first? I don't think the real estate agent gives a fuck. Once you've done the purchase, they don't, they're out. Mm-mm. I do think that at that point you are basically, if you're not suing the person that you bought the house from, then you are just, you're eating that shit sandwich. Yeah, but you're eating it in your beautiful new home. Ha ha! Mm. Here's hoping. (laughs) (sighs) 
so anyway, it's very terrifying, and yeah, I, I hope that uh, I don't die yeah. from it. I hope that you survive the one night in the haunted house that you have to in order to uh, earn the million dollars. Yeah. That's what well, we were talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. One night in a haunted house makes a wise man humble. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. That's going to be yeah. part of our new gothic theme park uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> attractions. One night yeah, in a haunted chess, house is worth two chess in the bush. the musical The Ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm in the chess. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am the bishop. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, what do we do on the show? Well, we go to the WikiHow suggested articles page and enter a random word so that we can see a list of articles people have requested related to that word, and then we give people advice on those uh, suggestions. And today's random word is tissue. Hooray! Perfect for yeah. gift gift wrapping season. Gift wrapping Some fun season. ones here. How yeah. to fold tissue paper? Why do you need instructions for that? The thing How about, is it different than folding regular paper is the real question. Here's the thing. Here's the first one I want to bring up. How do you place tissue in gift bags or use tissue in a gift bag? Here's the thing. You take tissue paper. It's going to come in sheets, decorative mm-hmm. tissue paper. You pick it up lightly from the middle. You pinch the middle of it. Pick it up. Mm-hmm. And then you wave your hand a little bit till it makes like a uh, like a clump <laughs> around your fingers. And then you just... Oh, the hand that's holding the tissue paper or the other yeah, hand? The hand, the hand that's holding the, the tissue paper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you decoupage your baby with tissue paper. <laughs> that's what uh, that movie you, was about. You put that point in the middle of the gift bag and then all the edges of the tissue paper will spring up out of the bag in a beautiful fashion. Hmm. There you Here's go. what I do. I grab the tissue paper from the last gift I received, mm-hmm. pull it out of that bag and cram it in this new bag <laughs> and then done. Yeah. Oh, wait, there's a little card in here that says this is especially for Matt. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now you're in trouble. Oh, I misspelled from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it has twice as many letters as I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, how do you make corn-themed napkin rings with Ooh. tissue paper? Oh, that's now, so is exciting. This, is, it? is this corn with a K or corn with a C? It's so important. <laughs> it is with a C, but let's, oh, let's, do, let's do both in case they spelled it wrong. Okay. Okay. Right, Louisa, you do corn with a C and then I'll do corn with no, a C. No, I want to do a corn with a K. Oh, I want to. Damn it. <laughs> All right. You practice your weird scatting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say you decoupage your, maybe the end of a toilet paper roll or something to make the napkin ring. You cut off a little slice of a toilet paper roll. Mm-hmm. You cover it in tissue mm, paper. Just a you slice. It, delicious. You, you make it look like a tiny little collar and then you add a tissue paper leash Freak on a leash, but it's a napkin mm. on a leash. What's the freak? Is it your, uh, your napkin. potato? Yeah, the freak is your napkin. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, what's holding the leash? Is that your baked potato? It doesn't matter. A cob of corn to be like mm-hmm. commentary on society. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Really makes you think. Now, is that corn with a C or corn with a K? <laughs> this one's well, corn with a C. But cob oh, okay. with a K. Okay. <laughs> All go. right. Yeah. It's full of bullets. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. so many bullets in it. <laughs> yep. Half the kernels are just bullets. Mm, delicious. This is like genuinely ideas for the next warped tour, like cantina or whatever. The <laughs> my food at warped tour, the probably. Warped tour cantina. Yeah, oh, like that's a I'm hell of a phrase. It's a it's a hive of scum and villainy. Uh-huh. They all have robots in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining a poster for a warp tour that's like a close up of a weird like the colors are adjusted too high um mm-hmm. picture of a tv dinner and i can mm-hmm. imagine this exactly 
Yeah, all right. This might have really like happened. This. I can like imagine a, this so like, clearly. Like Ratfink style art. Mm, this is a photo of the foods, but oh, uh, ma- okay. made to look gross just through their natural natures. Mm, okay, I, I'm with you now. I follow. I mean, you don't need to do a lot of work to make a tea yeah, dinner exactly. look gross, so that helps. <laughs> so warp tour in ketchup on top of the mashed potatoes. Go on. Boo. Uh, this means <laughs> something. That's <laughs> uh, hold on. What would the five note song be for the warped tour aliens in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but warped tour themed? Hold on. Hold. It's the beginning of Welcome to the Black Parade. Maybe the piano notes. I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out if the most notable part of that song that's like "Hello there." The angel from my nightmares, because that's the one that I always think of when I think of the Warp Tour. Yeah. That's more than five notes. It's not particularly melodic, the, like, guitar line or whatever. Yeah. Uh, How to decorate a tissue paper pinata. Oh, fun! You have to cut the tissue paper into, like, a fringe, right? So it has a fringy edge along the pieces. Fold it into a goat. (laughs) Now, hold on, everyone, because you're talking about how to put tissue paper on a non-tissue papered pinata. This is how to decorate a a papered pinata that has already been tissue papered. It's a real tongue twister. Tissue paper pinata. Tissue paper pinata. You make it a little tissue paper cardigan. This works for Mm -hmm. most creatures, Mm -hmm. and you put that on. Yep. This works for <laughs> this most a, creatures. <laughs> yeah, if it's a, a person, a, if it's a dog, if it's a llama, you can put a little tissue paper This is a pinata of an ice cream cone wearing a cardigan. Yes! You know, I said that as a joke, but that <laughs> does sound adorable. I would love that so much. If it's one of those yeah. ice pops where it's the two sticks, and then it's got mm-hmm. the two the twin pops joined together, if it was wearing mm-hmm. a little cardigan, I would love that. On both sticks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like legs? <laughs> No, yeah, cardigan pants. Are the sticks <laughs> are the sticks legs and the cardigan is around the like popsicle part. Sticks are the legs. Or the are cardigan. the sticks through the are the sticks through the arms? Because that's not the direction that arms go. No, okay. I to be fair, I didn't specify, but I was imagining the arms are hanging empty. That's unfortunate. But yes. the on the popsicle the sh- part, though? Yeah, yes. The shoulders of the cardigan are over the two tops of the twin pop. Oh, it's so much higher than I thought. Yeah. I assumed that the tops were the head of the, the popsicle man. No, it doesn't have a head. It's just an ice cream. So that was mm. your mistake. I do like the idea of a popsicle that has a little smiley face on each of the two mm-hmm. head, like round parts, and then a cardigan halfway down, and then like Wellington boots on the sticks. Yes, this, sold. Uh, this is a this is a character I've invented that I like. What's his name? Um, uh, uh-huh. fr- yeah, Frank. Frank. All right, cool. Are they- hold on, there's two faces. Are they both mm-hmm. named Frank? Are they collectively Frank? And one is named Harvey Dent. Frank and Hank are the two. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. okay. They have a colorful cardigan. I love this. Yes, Frank and Hank's colorful cardigan. Mm-hmm. Opening on Broadway this summer. Yeah. Not for kids. <laughs> I think this is our best idea, because if I came to a party and saw a pinata hanging that looked like that, I would love it. I'd be like, this party is gonna pop off. The you best would party defend of my life. it with your life. You would stand in front of it while people beat you <laughs> in the stick so that they couldn't hit delicious and beautiful. No! Frank and Hank are too beautiful for this world! You yep. can't open the piñata. It's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I can't operate on this piñata. <laughs> uh, but who was piñata? <laughs> Mandor, head, hook, car, door, piñata. <laughs> 
Oh, are we stupid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> For sale, baby pinata never cracked. <laughs> I think we might be stupid. For sale, pinata shoes never worn. <laughs> oh, I love the idea of pinata shoes. Uh, They'd rattle all the time with all the candy in there. You know, that might be pinata that killed the beast. <laughs> even a better idea than a cardigan pinata shoes for any type yes. of pinata oh i don't even think it needs to go on a pinata i want pinata shoes for me for my feet are they made of pinata yes also. they are pinatas aren't they shoe is a pinata aren't they quite crunchy and weak unfortunately yes. oh okay just like me <laughs> <laughs> they're just for when you're lying down and wearing some rustly mm-hmm. paper shoes Yep. Okay. But imagine how the incentive to get good at kicking. (laughs) (laughs) Is there candy inside them as well as Uh, your feet? It's not a pinata if there's no candy inside. That is just a shitty uh, statue. I want to explore this. Uh Is is it not a pinata if there's no candy inside? I think there has to be something inside, or it doesn't. Yes. Then what are you buying at the store when you buy an empty pinata? A paper mache sculpture. Yes. Okay. Cool. I accept. Okay, we got to the bottom of it. <laughs> uh, how to reuse empty tissue boxes? Again, we already told you. Make shoes out of them. Fill them with yes, candy. Fill them with candy. Yeah. Then put your feet. <laughs> Develop a deep psychosis about ever going outside or wearing shoes. Wear the tissue boxes on your feet, but now, fill them it's with candy. So important. When you put the candy in the tissue boxes before you put your feet in, uh-huh. get individually wrapped candy. Yes, oh my god. Because if you just pour a bunch of raisinets in there, you're going to have a bad time when you take your feet out of that. Counterpoint, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I want to step on a box full of raisinets. Oh god. Yeah, gross. I mean... Uh, how to make stained glass out of tissue paper? Don't you just make like a... Uh, uh, like a cardboard thing with holes cut in it and then glue tissue paper over the holes? I think they're talking about taking a sheet of glass or plastic and using Mod Podge to glue tissue paper to it, and tissue paper is thin enough that you can then still see light through it. Which sucks, but it's like a classic kid's activity. I was thinking something like you're you're pasting the tissue paper to make it like shiny and, and it's slightly translucent already, and that's how it sticks. And then you're, like, putting it in a frame that way. Just dip mm. it in a deep fryer for, like, one second, Ooh. and it'll get so shiny and transparent. Deep fried paper, love it. Mm-hmm. It's probably delicious. <laughs> now, technically, you wouldn't have to heat it up to get yeah, the oil effect. The oil. <laughs> yeah, but who has a pool of room temperature oil just sitting around? <laughs> uh, you're right, not, everyone not is me. heating it at all times, so you are correct. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't have that. Don't nobody you ever could. told you that I did. You could. No one looked on my death. stove. <laughs> yeah, I could if I dreamed bigger. You're right. Mm-hmm. How to make a plastic canvas tissue box cover? Plastic what? canvas. What? It's making me think of those blue plastic sheets that you put down when you're painting. Yeah. It's making me yeah. think of like the like soft foam toilet seat that old people love. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, but the one it's like it's foam but it has like a crunchy outside somehow. Yeah, it's it's foam covered in fake leather, plastic. Mm. Uh, the one right after that is make a tissue box on plastic canvas. What are people talking about? How do people know about this? Is plastic canvas a video game? <laughs> yeah. 
It's oh, the is new it Mario like, game. Mm-hmm. Is it like Blender or whatever people do, 3D rendering in? I don't actually think that that's true, but that is the only way that this makes grammatical sense. Yeah. Oh, somebody's whistling. Yeah, that was a car <laughs> whistling that someone was trying to oh. steal it. I thought maybe you saw a sexy girl walk past, <laughs> Jeff. In which case, I would just have to warn you that that's definitely Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jeff was... Jeff was merely rolling up his trouser leg to try to attract a car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my eyes are bugging out of my head and my tongue is rolling onto the floor for different unrelated reasons. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say, um, my eyes are up here, car. <laughs> also pretty good. Not my ankle that you looked at, mm-hmm. I guess. Not my beautiful pinata shoes. This is not my beautiful pinata shoes. <laughs> Okay, now, this one, I know what it means, but I want to explore it. How to make ghosts from tissues. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I know you can put a cotton ball in a tissue, wrap it up, and tie it to the blade of a ceiling fan to make spinning ghosts for beautiful Halloween decoration. Mm -hmm. But what about literal ghosts? You kill the tissues. I don't think that tissues have souls. You Wow. Hmm. You drape tissue over some ectoplasm that you found. Yeah, that actually could, would work. Could you shove tissues in someone's sleeping mouth until they suffocate and then they become a ghost? Mm. That's make a ghost using only tissues. That's, <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think that's the same as making them making it out of tissues. It doesn't say make ghosts out of tissues. It says make ghosts from tissues. What if the ghost was the ghost mm. of the dead tree that the wood came from? Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, you don't see a lot of plant ghosts, huh? Yeah. I mean, maybe you do, and they just don't haunt because they can't. Yeah, they're, they're, they're similarly restricted in death as they were in life. Yeah, imagine if out of the corner of your eye you saw a tree not moving. You wouldn't be like, ah! It's a ghost. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like, that's another tree. There's a gray yeah. tree over there. I'm so scared. But what if you tried to, like, hang up a birdhouse in it, and then the birdhouse just fell to the ground because the tree was a ghost this whole time? That's why That's people stopped good. doing that. I would like mm. that, but I don't I don't know that that would be something that would be commented on. I feel like you would just yeah. hang it from a different tree. You're like, yeah, ah, I like, guess it broke? Whatever. <laughs> this tree is probably a hard light hologram, and I didn't notice. Yeah. I'll have to find a different tree. It was transported in, made out of uh, Moriarty's DNA or whatever. <laughs> Oh my god, if Moriarty had all the powers of a tree? <laughs> to stand oh. perfectly still. Yeah, we would never survive it. We'd never catch him. What if one out of every ten blades of grass in your lawn is a ghost? Sounds oh, what a, then, oh, what a party we would have. <laughs> like, you would never be able to tell. Yeah, you're right. It's probably just, happening right now. I already yeah, can't it's tell. definitely happening. <laughs> There's no question. I mean, Jeff, you live in the concrete jungle where dreams are made of, mm, so you haven't true. seen a tree in years. <laughs> well, I heard that there was one growing in Brooklyn. What? <laughs> I've not heard of this. <laughs> Pretty good. I don't know what that book's about. I just know that Bugs <laughs> Bunny reads it in the cartoons sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> While dressed as a sexy girl. So it must have been contemporaneous to the Looney Tunes era. <laughs> yep. I remember seeing people read it in a movie about World War II, so it's at least that old. Mm. Was that movie about World War II a Looney Tunes short? Mm. No. (laughs) Technically, no. Was it propaganda? Uh, Did did Daffy Duck join the Navy at some point? (laughs) Uh, It was Bander Brothers, so possibly, because we didn't find out about the Navy. Mm. Did you find out about Davy? 
I hear he's still in the Navy. Oh, damn. And probably will be for a long time. I thought he'd got out, gotten out of there by now. <laughs> a long time be, until he becomes a ghost. He could be a movie yep. star if he could just get out of this place. Did I talk about how fucking pissed off I am at Billy Joel's We Usually. Didn't Start the Fire last <laughs> week? Yeah, no, not yes. on the show, I don't think. I think you? you did! I think okay. you did. Because... <laughs> Baby Boomers, you did start the fire, and you shouldn't have to write a song about how it's not your fault. <coughs> the yeah. fact that you had to write that song is evidence that you did it. Okay, that's it. That's all I had to say about Speaking it. of fires, how do you make tissue paper candles? You don't. don't. Why would yeah. you do Such that? Such a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, you make them out of wax. I saw a YouTube video the other day where somebody was making fun of all those candle tutorial videos, and they made, they were like, I like the smell of gunpowder, so I put gunpowder in my candle, and then it exploded, and it was very funny. That's pretty good. Uh, it, could this be making candles for, like, a stage production, where you tie little strips of tissue, or glue little strips of tissue paper to a, a fan that's on real low, and then they flicker like they're candles? Yeah, yeah. When life gives you but, candles, make... When life gives you tissue paper, make candles. <laughs> there it is. Take another crack at it. It's still nothing, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And finally, how to make rubber stamped tissue wrapping paper. This Ooh. is the perfect season for this. Mm-hmm. Why would you make wrapping paper out of tissue paper, though? That's a terrible idea. Yeah, I think this open. person maybe doesn't want to say the word tissue paper. That can't be the right word, because I've made rubber stamped wrapping paper. That's fun and fine and good. Yep. Not tissue, though. Have you ever tried, have you ever thought about making wallpaper, Louisa, specifically you? Yes. But I haven't, so I don't have any follow-up to that. Do it, coward. Because, <laughs> like, I think that I've seen those, like, hand wood-blocked wallpapers that people have, and they're mm-hmm. so cool. And I was like, could I do that? And then I was like, Louisa's way better than me at this stuff, and sh- I don't know if she could do that, so I definitely can't do that. I like the idea It is of... so complicated. <clears throat> that's, yeah. that's the thing that Urkel says before he does something wrong. Mm-hmm. Could I do that? Yeah. <laughs> He's he, finally he spent, asking he spent, if he should. No, 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 me, my joke. Okay. <laughs> he spent so much time wondering <laughs> if, he, if he did do that. Yeah. He never stopped to thought if he could do that. Okay, now Louisa, you can go. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, no, the problem with that because I'm doing a, a three-color Christmas card using stamps. The problem with trying to figure out how to do like an intricate design for a wallpaper is it's really hard to remember which pieces need to be what colors. And you have to right. figure that out entirely before you start. So if you're going to do like daisies with leaves for a wallpaper, mm-hmm. you'd have to remember at all times which parts are going to be the green leaves and which part are going to be the white daisies. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's I probably exhausting. would make the, the leaves the green part and the daisies the white part. Mm, you'd think so. And then you accidentally... Don't do that. And then you're like, uh, oh no. Have you, Louisa, have you considered making next year's uh, holiday cards four color and it could be Superman punching a hole in the universe? Hmm. Is that a good holiday image is my question. Yes. Hmm. Superman is a Jesus analog, as we all know. Well, that's true. So, no. Did Jesus destroy the world? Is this a prophetic Ooh, card? Look, okay. at, look at the world. <laughs> we need to get... I want, I want. It's been going downhill since 33 AD. Yes! <laughs> One, it, yes, it has. It has. <laughs> Mostly because of Jesus stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I, this 
makes me think that we need a new movie genre, what if Jesus was a dick, mm. to match the mm. what if Superman was a dick movie genre. Yeah. Okay. I feel like he wouldn't have had as many followers, probably. You'd think that, but boy, a lot of them just are real dicks. Yeah, Yeah, he didn't have that many followers in life, and maybe this is why. Mm, Yeah, maybe he would have had even fewer if he'd been a dick. (laughs) He was interpersonally very rude. Yeah, I mean, he does yell at uh, Judas about why should he want to know, or whatever. What? (laughs) You lost me. There's that there's that good part in Jesus Christ Superstar. I mean, doesn't he yell at Judas because he knows he's going to betray him? No, he doesn't get mad about that kind of stuff. Mm. Doesn't he? I thought he canonically did. No, he's like, all in in all of the stories about Jesus, he's always like, hey, dude, Peter, I know you're going to betray me three times before the cock crows, and let me just tell you, it's fine. Yeah. No, no big deal, bud. Yeah. But he doesn't really feel that way about Judas betraying him to die, though, does he? Except that he knows that he should die. I don't think the- I genuinely don't think the Bible really goes into that. And the only real source that I have any kind of expertise in is Jesus Christ Superstar, which is a great <laughs> musical. And in that, he seems like, like, I know what you're up to, bud. It's cool. <laughs> all right, fair. Uh, all right, he'll turn for Jesus in 2023. We got it. Yeah, maybe. Is Jesus the best character to religious figure to have do a uh, like a villain arc? Because I feel like it would be funnier if Buddha turned out to be a real dick. Because oh no, such he a was chill dude. He he was a he was a he was a prince. That's his origin story. His whole thing yeah, is but- that he went out and saw the world and was like, "What? People die and feel sad? Oh no." Yeah, that's not a dick move no, at all. That's a huge. He, that's oh god, that's the worst yeah. kind of person to me. A P A B, Matt. <laughs> what? Yeah, he was a prince. All princes. Yeah, I know. But have you considered? If only I am. Hold on. It's Hold Prince. On. Hold on. Prince Rogers prince Nelson. Rogers Nelson. Oh, that was his real name. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's why it was so messed up when the uh, when the music label was like, you can't release music as Prince. Without our our go-ahead. And why it was messed up when everyone made fun of him for making his name an unpronounceable symbol. Yeah. The fucking... The the flair for showbiz he had, though, where he mailed publications a computer... A disc, I guess, at the time. I don't remember what it was. But which had that symbol on it because they wouldn't have that symbol in their word processing to write about him. But he sent them the thing so that they would. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking incredible. Yeah. Yep. Do you guys ever think about how Rince Priebus sounds like <laughs> if Prince had to come up with like a boring person <laughs> alternative name? It's yeah. It's like the opposite of taking a showbiz name when you get famous. <laughs> it sounds like a Star Wars name making yes. fun of a real life politician. Yeah. Like yes, Newt like Newt Gunray. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like Rince Priebus just is the real guy. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, we brought everybody his, down. His Star Wars yeah. name would be like Randy Price. <laughs> be a normal name. That's his porno name, obviously. <laughs> no, I think Reince Priebus is his porno name. <laughs> no, his his porno name is Rince Prieb This. Is that anything? No. Yeah. Prieb This, Rince, he says, pointing at his crotch. Rince me on Priebus. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I do like the idea that you would say Preeb this, <laughs> try to get Preeb 
started as a dirty <laughs> verb, but not know what it means specifically. That sounds like a cyberpunk name for <laughs> normies. <laughs> These preebs. <laughs> oh yeah, you think I'm a preep? <laughs> well, preep this, man. Shock this, you prebo. <laughs> Dumb. I feel like in everything we've said today, we've devolved into the sounds of syllables. <laughs> yeah, that's what words are, dude. <sighs> This is what we get for recording in the afternoon instead of the morning. I feel like I'm 100% more insane now than I usually am. Yeah, same. <clears throat> I'm completely jokerfied. Mm-hmm. All right, well, if you like the show, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and please tell a friend about the show so we can continue to grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. Should we make a show Mastodon for when Twitter becomes an unlivable hellscape? Oh, that's the thing, yeah, though, Matt. Twitter's just going to keep shambling on forever. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Let's worry about it in the new year. Yeah, all right. Yeah, well, new anyways, year's resolution, worry about that We later. do all have our own individual <laughs> Mastodons where you can find us on mm-hmm. there. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. And if you message one of us on Mastodon, you can get an invite to our Discord where you can talk to us directly. Uh, I'm also online, weaponizedlanguage.com as well. You can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, don't forget that everything I've said is correct. I don't know if other people are into it. I'm the best around. That's good. I've been staring at this candy cane for 45 minutes. Mm. It's become more jagged and sharp than ever. <laughs> Just from me staring at it, licking it with my eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> it's dr- it's dried into sharp blades. Mm-hmm. You're that meme about, uh, what's his name? About Billow staring at that thing saying, mm, why shouldn't I? You're like, mm, why shouldn't I have this candy cane mm-hmm. while recording? Yeah. Yeah, could I lick this without anyone knowing? I kept thinking to myself, but yeah. no.